When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sleep Super. Hello and welcome to this, the latest edition of Saturday Draft Live here on Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. I'm your host this week, Stephen Wilson, and I am joined by a man who has ejected, literally ejected in the last couple of days from one side of the globe to the other to be here for this edition of the show. It is, of course, David Hockney. David, how are you? Konnichiwa, irasamase. Yes, I'm back from... Being the uh, the live correspondent for East Meets West, and my body clock is fucked right now. But you know what? I've missed doing Saturday Draft Live. I'm back. Let's uh, let's pick up where things left off, and yeah, let's uh, get back into the routine. I love how you um, said that you're the, the correspondent for East Meets West, and yet uh, you've arrived home literally a couple of days before that New Japan show. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you well. There was a there was a matter of crown jewel to discuss in the in the Middle East, so I feel that took uh, priority. And my my knowledge of New Japan Pro Wrestling is still fairly limited, so there was only so much I could do out there. Yes, um, we had um, New Japan uh, Power Struggle in Osaka. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is pretty much on as we speak. So yes, uh, there's definitely no live correspondence from that show in this one. If you want to find out about that one, please uh, listen to East Meets West with Brandon Scott on our network. Mm-hmm. You can find out more about that. But we are here to talk about the draft. We have four, three weeks, technically three and a bit weeks left of the draft to go with Survivor Series in three weeks' time. Uh, there's Still a bit to decide, but there's a bit that's a bit of a foregone conclusion that we'll discuss in a bit. But on to our top scorers, Dave, and two names mm-hmm. don't normally talk about on our um, top scorers of the week, but they are in there at joint third with 10 points. We have the AEW Women's Champion, the former captain of your team, Hikara Shida, mm-hmm. and one half of the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions in Chelsea Green. God, I didn't think that. Uh, <coughs> Elliot's team, uh, two names. I, I genuinely don't think we've ever talked about these two in the draft. Well, not <laughs> the top scorer. Well, not in this season, at least. I mean, Chelsea Green's had a bit of a resurgence with Piper Niven as the women's tag champions. They've been defending the titles across uh, Raw and NXT. You know, I think they had a, a decent uh, a decent segment on Halloween where they dressed up as Brett and Jim the Animal Neidhart, which I thought was quite funny. But they seem to be finally making momentum after what was been a very cursed tag title run and is starting to pick up some necessary momentum there. Hikaru Shida, though, is my captain. Oh, sorry, my former captain, I should say. Like, 
people were laughing at me when I had her as a first round pick. But if you look where she stands at the minute, she currently has more points than Gunther, who was a runaway success uh, last season. And he is still holding the record for longest reigning intercontinental champion. So I think that puts into perspective, you know, how much of a bounce back Curry she has had, you know, regaining the women's title after losing it uh, at Wembley. So although she's not my captain anymore, she's still getting those regular defenses and she's always picking up wins uh, despite, you know, the big loss uh, at Wembley. So I think it's a definitely a bit of a bounce back for, for these two in a lot of ways. I mean, I'm going to gloss over the gun for thing because the fact they don't have them defending on any pay-per-view this season is a pain in the backside for me. Uh, <laughs> but in terms of Hikaru, she does not the fact that you picked her. It's the fact that you picked her round one ahead of the likes of Chris Statland on MJF. I mean, if you had yeah. MJF instead of, if you, have, you had, if you had MJF instead of Shida, you probably could have still got Shida round two. I think that's kind of the thing about mm. it is the fact that there was picks like MJF on the board and it wasn't like Shida was going to go away, which is the thing. But yeah, I think that may be a, a lesson maybe you would look at in the seasons coming on. But uh, Chelsea Green, third best, um, round five pick of the season. The only ones who are ahead of her are Orange Cassidy, who, as we know, does. Uh, as I had all the, def- the defences of the All-Atlantic Championship and Adam Pearce, who we know is an appearance juggernaut in the draft. So to be the third best in round five, that's pretty good for Chelsea Green. Yeah, this this uh, week alone has certainly pushed her past that. You know, like I said, you know, it's been a bit of a rebound for Chelsea Green getting the, the tag title defences in there. But let's not take anything away from, you know, the likes of, you know, for fifth round picks, you know, you've got Asuka, Austin Theory, Tony Storm, Thea Hale, they've been performing quite well given the uh, the positions they were chosen. Uh, not to mention Santos Escobar as well, whose uh, you know, his association with LWO is in terms of appearance points is certainly keeping him afloat on on your team. So there's been some pretty solid fifth round picks. You know, those that don't tend to score as highly, but given the position they're in, they're actually doing pretty well, all things considered. And Chelsea Green has now moved to Elliott's second highest scorer just uh, way behind the juggernaut performer that is Rhea Ripley, his team captain. Yeah, nobody's touching Rhea Ripley on his team. I think that's Not a chance. Only Dom, only Dom Dom can do that. In storyline and in points, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> the, way, the, way, the way our uh, top scorers of the season is looking into other top two performers this season. We'll talk about Dom in a minute, but our number two pick, some uh, number two performer of the week, sorry, somebody who we mentioned just briefly there when we were talking about Karashida, MGF, the AW World Champion, on 11 points. A big defence for him on collision this uh, past Saturday against Kenny Omega. Dave, we have talked in the past uh, on this show about juggernaut performers at the top of the table who have had one, who, who have kind of driven their team forward. The big one was obviously a couple of years ago where Ross had Big E mm-hmm. and drove him to the title. Yep. MGF for Callum is literally... I mean, literally, he is keeping him afloat at the moment. That team is so one-sided to MJF, it's unbelievable. Oh, yeah, like, everybody predicted, you know, Callum was going to be the one to fall into relegation. And to be fair, he, 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 could, he could still, he could still. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he could, he could still. There's only a 14-point gap between him and the, the bottom scorer at the minute. But you're right, MJF is keeping him afloat with all these title defences. And with the latest one against Kenny Omega, he's currently sitting fifth overall in the top 10 of the season with 76 points without the, the captaincy applied. So that puts him in contention, you know, with the acclaimed who have had a lot of trios defences and Senor Dinero and Albanco, Damian Priest. So it's, uh, MGF has had a bit of a surge in, in terms of these title defences and, and it is the only reason Callum is avoiding relegation at this point. 
goes to Japan for two weeks and thinks he's a linguist the way he's pronouncing all this um, things right now. <laughs> uh, uh, there, there were some Spanish-speaking uh, folk in my group, so I got to, to practice a little bit with them. You know, there was two from Mexico and one from Colombia. But uh, back to MJF quickly. I mean, he's got uh, he's, he's won s- seven matches uh, this uh, season. He's got four pay-per-view title wins, which is a lot, of, a, a lot of big money, big points for him there. So mm-hmm. it's literally just. I mean, if Callum did not have MJF, I mean, this would not this season would have been like a rubber, a dead rubber for a oh, long yeah. time. <laughs> I think the fact that he's got MJF has made things. Very, very, uh, at least a bit interesting because if you look at the guys around the relegation, we'll talk about in a bit, they at least have a, a, a couple of performers who are around about the same score, but Callum literally, I mean, who is his next best one? Is it Nakamura? Is it Fia Hale? I'm just going to get it up there. I think it's, uh, I think it's Fia Hale, actually. Fia, Fia Hale. Somebody who we laughed at as a performer. He's got two, he's got one pick on, on one point. <laughs> carrying, carrying cross. But. Yeah. I suppose as expected, you know, Karrion Cross has been made to look like trash lately. Karrion uh, Cross is rumoured to be getting a push uh, following Crown Jewel, so if he does get a minor push, it could help Callum with a bit of an extra points. What that push will detail, mm-hmm. we'll find out. But our top scorer of the season, Dave, somebody who's been up there for such a long time this season, is, of course, Dominic Mysterio, 12 points this week, a successful North American title defence at Halloween Havoc on NXT. I mean... Our, our, our league leader who will mention it is running away with it and we can't discredit that but uh, the success story of this season has got to be Grant McRobbie and his um, role to draft and uh, oh, Dominic, yeah. uh, Dominic as a juggernaut pick I mean the fact that Grant got to pick second did help him with his with that strategy that he had the strategy yeah. of having little to no strategy but uh, <laughs> he, he really he, he made he chose to have Dominic as one of his you know top picks to have and yeah it's an absolute runaway what a success Dominic's been over the last 12 months hey, not just over the last 12 months the last couple of the seasons of the draft you know he's been one of the top scorers throughout and I think it's just purely down to the amount of the amount of heat he gets as a character but his ring work has been continually improving week by week and you know I was a bit skeptical about his in-ring performance you know he, he just put him on camera he gets a reaction but with him starting to get wins now he starts to feel like more of a legit competitor and I think he's going to be a first round pick for many seasons to come if he's going to be racking up points like that and it only helps Grant's case as well you know being the people's champion for this season uh, with his um, with his dice rolling selections you know I think he's everybody's favourite this season yeah absolutely he's kind of the, uh, the second team of many when everybody has a second team that they support that they want to kind of finish maybe mid-table in the league to avoid relegation mm. and I think currently uh, nobody wanted Grant to go down with that strategy and Grant has surpassed expectations in some yeah. way. Dominic, Dominic Mysterio, this is his second consecutive season now with a triple-figure score. He got 127 for me last season, the fifth-best performer that season. He got 42 for you and Gary in the last tag season. Even that was enough to get 10 for that season. I was a shorter season then. So if this continues for Dominic with this kind of, you know, mm-hmm. appearing on multiple shows thing, that he will be arguably a hot commodity again when it comes to the Rumble season especially. He could be a contender to, win, to be to do well in the Rumble. Uh, he's also got the highest number of appearances this season as well with 80. Considerably higher than the rest of his Judgment oh, Day. Because he's, he's everywhere. He's absolutely oh, yeah, yeah, everywhere. He's ev- yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's everywhere, yeah. And he has three TV title defences as well, which puts him in line with Gunther, Eosky, 
and John Moxley, but it dwarfs in comparison to the likes of Orange Cassidy, the acclaimed, uh, and Chris Statlander, who are all currently on six. So it's it's uh, definitely a very very um, evidential performance of a strong pick this season. Yeah, it also shows the um, why you, should, you have to put the captain uh, a strong pick for your captain. If Grant did not have the captain say on Dominic, he would be seventh. And so that just Mental. that does show. The, 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 how you need to, you'd be fourth, Dave, if they didn't have captaincy. So that's, let's, we'll cross over that again quickly and move on to the actual table before you get a bit pressed on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, bottom of the table is the Glasgow University Cricket Club, uh, of Andy Mitchell on 194 points. And just ahead of him, two points ahead of him is Gary Kernham of Team Viscera on 196 points. It's a big night tonight for Gary. Uh, with his captain Cody Rhodes in action against Damian Priest. We'll talk about that in the last section of this show. He needs the points badly at the moment. Uh, third from bottom, we have FTR show with Ross McLeod on 205.5 points. And just a half a point ahead of him, we have Ryan Douglas with Birgetti, arms like spaghetti on 206. And then two points ahead of him is Callum Bennett on 208 points. So we have 14 points separating Ooh. this bottom five. It is absolutely tasty right now and they've got some potentials in there so that could, we could see a good bit of swings tonight Dave which could be really mm. interesting oh yeah like this is your this is your relegation zone right here these bottom five players like Crown Jewel could easily flip things on its head a little bit but you know we'll have to see you know Gary's got potential for points Andy's got potential for points Ryan as well it's Ross, uh Ross, Ross as well Roman Reigns is captain Oh, of course, yeah. The, the very reason why Ross changed the captaincy was because of Crown Jewel. So, yeah, I think Callum's probably in the most danger here at this point. Yeah, I think he's probably in a bit of danger to kind of slip down a wee bit and join Andy. Andy could potentially be going a bit adrift, although one of his uh, team members is the number one contender for the Women's Tag Team Championship in Shotzi Blackout with a teammate of Charlotte Flair. Who's on my team. Read into that what you will. Uh, <laughs> and then we have a, a pack of four players who are known as the, who I would call the ones who are sweating it a wee bit on <laughs> the potential for Crown Jewel that they could get dragged into it. Uh, as yourself, David, with the West End Country Club on 229 mm-hmm. and a half points, just a point behind me with different sorts evil incorporated on 230 and a half points. I have had a shocker of a couple you, of weeks. You've had a stinker. You're like five points this week alone, which I mean, I think it's probably one of the lowest scores for a single player in one week. Oh, it's, it's a bad one. Gunther decided not to appear on Raw. Blumen Becky appeared once. You know, Willow Nightingale lost to, to, uh, to Shida. You know, just nothing kind of went my way. The so family kind of... lost the NXT tag title. That was, that, that was last week. That's fine. All right, uh, yeah. That was last week. I'll, I'll rule that one out. Jack Graham's not too far ahead of us, though, on 233 points with a million ways to fuck up the draft. Uh then we've got in fifth place, Elliot Cantor with May Young's son on 239.5 points. Enough, a respectable performance from our Listeners League winner and Elliot there to kind of be in a solid and safe place considering he did not draft well at all. He has a zero-point performer still with Ronda Rousey and she will probably stay that way. She has been moved to the alumni section of WWE website, so I think it's safe to say she's not coming back. She is appearing on an indie show in uh, a few weeks' time where she's going to be in a woman's Dream tag match. I use dream. Dream, dream match. I use it in, in, in big quotation marks as the match is hot teaming with Maria Shafir to take on Afira and Billy Starks. 
I have never dreamed of that in my puff. Uh, <laughs> to well, say to the, the least. To the UFC four horsewomen, I guess. Yeah, but if if you Maria Shafia has got the charisma of a fucking brick wall. Oh, uh, the charisma of an ironing board. Oh, she's fucking dull as in. Uh, four, <laughs> back to the table. Four points for Grant McRobbie. We've rolled the draft. 267 points. He's a good bit clear now of the pack, so he should stay yeah. there. And he's only highest, six. Highest scorer, this week, highest scorer this week as well. 33 points from this week yeah, alone. A brilliant performance from Grant so far. He is six points behind Scott on 273 points with the Dave Faulkner Better Wi-Fi fund. Uh, that fund is very dry, as we know Dave is just back from Japan. Yeah, uh, second place, Tom Brock with 296 points with a platypus, very the platypus. So he has a decent gap to Scott, but he is well, and I mean oh. well, behind Team Goat. It is a gap now of 61 and a half points to David on 357 and a half points. David is hell. a... David is still sweating on winning this draft, apparently. I don't know why, because he now has the fourth best score in draft history. He's eyeing up my record score from season five, which is I've had for three years. I've had that since the bloody pandemic. <laughs> so this is um, it's a clinic in drafting, I think it's fair to say, David, when you look at uh, Goat's team. It's just, it's, he, he's played an absolute blinder. Oh, yeah, we've said this many a time, you know, having Damien Priest as his captain was probably a no-brainer because, you know, the, the association with Judgment Days is what kept him afloat. You've had Carmelo Hayes, who's had a pretty successful run as NXT champion, but the saving grace, I think, of GOAT's team is probably the acclaimed with uh, with all those trios type of defences on AEW TV. Yeah, like 80 points for them alone. I mean, that's enough to dwarf, you know, a few, actually most round one picks. So it's unreal how well they acclaimed have really backed them up here. And they're just um, one position out of the top 10 uh, scorers for... Oh, no, sorry, my mistake. You know, they're currently fourth overall. Yeah, that, if, if you count people's... If you count performers' captaincy points, if they've been captain, they're 11th. But if you take the captaincy points out of it, they are the fourth best performer. Mm. So that's still... That's a crazy amount of points for somebody who's not been a captain, you know. And it's had uh-huh. absolutely... It's a decision, you know, that's why you go with them. And he now has Bianca Belair back from injury, so he could increase that gap further. We will talk about that at the end of the sh- towards the end of the show. But Dave, the mm-hmm. Listeners League has got yeah. some interesting stuff as well. We have the quarterfinals of the Listeners League Cup finishing as well, so I'll hand that over to you to go uh, through what's going on there. Joy. Like, if there's anything I haven't missed from this, doing this trip to Japan, it's that... You know, at least I didn't have to cover the listeners league, but you know what? It's back in the routine, unfortunately. But yeah, fifth place, we have Ross Brady with carrying Crossco on 347 points. Uh, Ross Brady, of course, a former winner of the, the listeners league. Fourth place, we have Elora May with only Prince, uh, 363 points. So a good 16 point gap between those two. Then a seven and a half point gap from Elora to former winner Adam Callier. Reach for the Daily Stars, climb every mountain higher, 370 and a half. But then it gets interesting again. You know, we've had three Johnnies dominating the Listeners League, but now there's only two of them. John Sly, hurt business-ish, has dropped to seventh, no, sorry, uh, yeah, seventh place uh, after leading in the top three for most of the season. But we have, set in second place, breaking the 400-point gap, we have Jonathan Napier with Back to the Future Endeavours, 405 and a half points. But... Taking the top position in the listeners' league ranking so far, we have Johnny Adam and Dark Side of the Onion Ring on 438 points. Johnny, of course, 
being the highest scorer this week with 40 points, largely down to uh, Dominic Mysterio retaining the, the North American Championship. He has had the acclaimed defending the trios titles. He's had Chelsea Green defending the women's titles. You know, Solo Sokoas got a big match lined up against John Cena. And of course, we have Rey Mysterio going up against Logan Paul at Crown Jewel. So on paper, Johnny Adams' team is looking looking prime uh, for the rest of the season and to potentially be this year's uh, this season's Listeners League winner. Yes, he's on track to win the actual league, but when it mm-hmm. comes to the Listeners League Cup, he will not be doing the double. Well, nope. Johnny Adam. Nope. So he won't get to draft first uh, if he wins the Listeners League standings because. Jonathan Napier has defeated him in the semi, in the quarterfinals of the Listeners League Cup, 82 to 72. Uh, he will now go up against Lee McAteer, who defeated John Sly, 72 to 67. Both some very good, uh, very close contests there, you know, less than a 10 point gap between, between those two. Uh, but the other bracket for the semi finals is we have Adam Callier, former winner, defeating Mike Nunn, uh, 91 to 66 and a half, who will now go up against Anthony Fitzpatrick, who defeated Ross Brady, 73 to 68. So your brackets for the semi-finals are Jonathan Napier versus Lee McAteer and Adam Callier versus Anthony Fitzpatrick. I mean, Anthony Fitzpatrick, what a run he's had in this tournament. He's beaten three former winners mm-hmm. of the Listeners League in Dan Axel Jameson, Robert Shaw and Ross Brady. He will have to beat a fourth to make it to the final. That would be some story. Could it be any more interesting for him? That's hit hard, that comment. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's a, you got oh. to have, you got to throw it out to you, to Matthew Perry. Mm. What, what a character. But yes, what an actual Listeners League Cup it is proving to be at the moment. Jonathan Napier could still do a double, Dave. You know, that could be something as well. Yeah, certainly true. But uh, I think, you know, the story here is Anthony Fitzpatrick defeating all the former winners. And, you know, I hope he goes the, the distance for for this uh, Listeners League Cup, but currently he's sitting sixth overall, whilst uh, Adam is in third at the minute. So I'm not liking his chances to, you know, maybe his luck's finally run out. Yeah, but uh, Lee McAteer, he's 15th in the league. So that's an interesting one. He's against the second best performer of the season this, of the league mm-hmm. this season. So yeah. there, is some, there is a lot of uh, permutations that could go <laughs> either way with that particular one, but we'll monitor it. The Listeners League semi-final runs for the next two weeks with the final running, the final week of the season plus Survivor Series. So we will keep you up to date with that one. Now, Dave, we mentioned Crown Jewel a few times in this show, mm-hmm. and with the bottom of the table being particularly tight, there's a lot of, a few good interesting matches in there that could really swing how that table's looking. Obviously, at the top of the table, it's a bit of a foregone conclusion. As I mentioned, the GOAT is still sweating it out because <laughs> he does have his captain in a match. He's got his one of his two of his women in women's title matches, which they lose, could get negative points. But let's be brutally honest, unless Finn Balor appears about 20 times on this pay-per-view, I do not see a swing on that one. But at the bottom, there is a couple of ones that could really swing things. We mentioned the one of... E- uh, Bianca Belia for GOAT, but Eo Sky's on the other side of things for Ryan. Mm-hmm. That's, that could be, that's a tight one that could go either way because we know Bianca Belia, you know, the female John Cena, as many people call her. Uh-huh. She's been booked over the last couple of years. Ryan will not be confident at all here. Oh, no. I mean, GOAT said in the chat, you know, a few days ago that, 
you know, it is possible that Bianca could just get a, a DQ win and that still counts as a title win for him. But it would be, it would spell disaster for Ryan if, you know, Io was on the losing end of this match in some way. But no, Ryan needs the, needs this to go in Io's favor more than anybody at this point. Goat has a bit of, a bit of leeway for this. So I wouldn't be worried too much. I'd be more worried if I was Ryan in that, in that match. Yeah, definitely. I think out of the top, out of that five, uh, person uh, bottom that we've talked about with uh, Andy, Callum, uh, Gary, Ryan and Ross. I think Ross is the most confident he sh- will be able to get out of it because he does have Roman Reigns, as we mentioned, as his captain. He's taking mm-hmm. on LA Knight, who's yeah. on Andy's... Jesus. Who's on, and- <laughs> who's, who's, who's on Andy's team. Now, this obviously could go in either way for these two, but as hot, as popular as LA Knight is... I can't see anything other than a Roman Reigns victory here, which will push Ross out. Because Ross, we talked about his captaincy choices. People questioned why they didn't maybe put it on Drew, because Drew's on TV every weekend winning. But he went mm-hmm. for this one. This is his one shot with Roman, because Roman will not be defending that title again, apparently, if he wins until 2024. Nope. So it's all <laughs> or nothing here for Ross, I think. Oh, I think so, yeah. But um, you know what? I'm actually... Uh, I'm, I'm thinking back to... I think it was last year's crown jewel where Roman defended against Logan Paul. I think I was more worried about Logan Paul winning than I am about LA Knight winning here. Yeah, well, but you will be more worried about Logan Paul winning tonight as well as he takes on your captain, oh, Mysterio. Yeah, you are, you are obviously. In I'm that- shite. I'm shite it for this one. <laughs> yeah, because you are with me, Jack, and Elliot in that kind of group who are above it. But if everything goes the way of the guys at the bottom, we could get dragged into it. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have a hope in hell here of uh, getting points, I don't think. No offence. I do uh, not see anything other than a Logan Paul victory here. Yeah, I, I think it's really looking like a, a Logan Paul victory here. You know, the guy's a, the guy's a menace to society. He's a bit of a draw. But, you know, I get, I respect, you know, why he's a success story. You know, he's a boxer, he's a wrestler, uh, WWE style. The, guy, the guy's a draw. And I think he has earned a title mat, uh, a title reign in some capacity. He has beaten Rey Mysterio before, albeit in tag team scenarios before, but it's um the one saving grace I have is I've got at least a 20-point gap between myself and Callum, so even if the worst-case scenario does happen, I still have a bit of a bit of flexibility to work with. I mean, Callum's captain has about 20 million people challenging him for his belt right now, so... <laughs> so that, that, mm, but, don't, but remember, this is, a, this is a WWE show, not an ADL, yeah, AEW abs- show. Absolutely, yes. Calum has very little going on in this show, but he has stuff in the weeks to come. Uh, Gary has Captain Cody Rhodes taking on Damian Priest. Now, this is one that could go either way. Damian mm-hmm. Priest, obviously, the money in the bank holder. He's on a very good run at the moment, but Cody Rhodes, you know... He's Cody Rhodes, you know, so this, mm. this you is know what? a 50-50 chance. Obviously, Damian Priest is GOAT's captain, so yeah. I don't, David loses very little, I don't think, from losing this match, but if he does win it, that he will be... It's, the only thing that's worth watching for the top of the table now is if David can beat that record. Yeah, I'm quite curious about this one because I may sound like a broken record when it comes to the order of matches here, but I wouldn't be surprised if Cody Priest opened the show, Seth Rollins versus Drew main events or su- or co-main events it. Rollins beats Drew, Drew turns heel, he claymores him in the back so he basically can't stand up and then Priest cashes in. I, I think I think that's a 
a very likely scenario that could yeah. happen here. That's a very, very plausible one, and it's a scenario I don't think Jack Graham would be very happy about, because obviously Seth yeah. Rollins is his captain, it would drag him back into it. It wouldn't be great for Ross, with Drew McIntyre and his team. Actually, talking about Ross, Ross has three people in action tonight, mm-hmm. in Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, and Solo Sokoa. So that is yeah. very interesting permutations. If he gets two out of three wins there, he's safe, I think. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. I think Solo, I think, is probably the is going to get is good. John Cena is going to put Solo over. It's a hard one to say because John Cena has been talking about the fact he's not won a mm-hmm. lot since he's been since he's been back. He's not won a pay per view match in a while. It's been a lot of big talk about that one. So, but he's also well, contemplating retirement as well. Yeah, and he's also due to go back to acting with this, the writer strike ending there. So he's going to go back to a role now. And I actually watched the Suicide Squad last night for the first time, and he's hilarious. He's Peacemaker. So he's, oh yeah, yeah. Peacemaker is one of his better roles, absolutely. But he's had a he has had a stinker release really. You know, a zero percent rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, so uh, maybe that's why he went back to the wrestling because he knows he's because <laughs> he he's good there. Uh, the other role match to talk about is the women's five way match. We've got Rhea Ripley from Elliot's team, Shayna Baszler who's on Gary's team. So Gary's got two people there. At all, mm-hmm. uh, I'd be less confident about this one from him and Raquel Rodriguez who's on the Goats team. I don't think anybody has Zoe Stark. No, Zoe Stark and Nia Jax are both undrafted. I know, I know Nia Jax is undrafted because she returned after the draft started this mm. season, but I think as well, I know Elliot's, I mentioned he's in that pack of four with us two and Jack, but I think Elliot's, I think Elliot's sound here. I don't see Rhea Ripley losing that title to WrestleMania. Yeah, he'll be fine. I think, I think Zoe Stark's mainly there just to eat the pin, if I'm being honest, because I think any of the other three, I don't think they could afford to take a pin at this point, given, you know, Nia Jax just returned, Shayna Baszler's, had a bit of a a resurgence and Raquel's obviously, you know, still in hot pursuit of the of the championship with Liv being out with injury. I mean, I would love it for Raquel get pinned just to see David David Campbell's reaction. I think that <laughs> I think that'd be priceless. Uh there's also potential tonight for some points potentially for Tom Brock. He's got Paul Heyman and Bailey and his team. So that could potentially get him some nice appearance points. Tom I think he's lost uh, faith in winning in the draft this season, but I think he still thinks he could get some that best ever second place finish, the best ever non-winning finish. I think as long as he break as long as he breaks the three hundred point mark, I think he'll be. I think it's safe to say you know it'll be a a successful season. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm double checking Callum's. Yep, Callum definitely has nothing really in there unless Karrion Cross has some sort of vignette. And the other one to mention, Scott McLeod, he's in third. He's got he's trying to hold off Grant McRobbie. And he has JD McDonough on the pre-show facing Sami Zayn. Any chance mm. of points for him there? Um, oof. that's a difficult one, I think, because Sami Zayn obviously has been cutting a passionate promo, you know, as a solo performer on Raw now. But I think the, the story here is more that Andy Mitchell had Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens as his tag team, and now they're on separate shows. So I think them. it's killing them. It's killing. It's, yeah. it's killing them. Andy is properly screwed for, for the rest of the season now. But I think uh, I can see JD McDonough losing this one. I having think Sami, a, Zayn, Sami Zayn needs a bit of resurgence. Having a five-person team is, diff- is difficult. And the fact that uh, Ryan once won with essentially a five-person team last year was unreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I found it tough since CM Punk got suspended because it's kind of uh, really had a hit me because when you have a, when you have weeks like this and you have nothing going your way, it's like Ryan has I, a 
Ryan has a negative point scorer still in the form of Jungle Boy. Yeah, that's him. Um, you know. I think that's worse than having a, a a null scorer like Ronda Rousey. Yeah, but cry me a room after Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> no, no pun intended. But yes, that is Crown Jewel. That's taking place tonight as of time of recording and time of this show coming out. Plenty of points, permutations in there for both us and the Listeners League, because obviously the Listeners League uh, guys have got, it could swing quite a lot for them too. With 18 people having Rhea Ripley, so it'll be interesting to see how the points are looking this time next week. There's still a packed schedule coming up before the season's ended, especially in those last couple of weeks. We've got Blooming uh, Full Gear still coming up on the 18th of November as well, the week before Survivor Series. So much can go on. And the points, it'll be an interesting final few weeks to go, especially towards the bottom of the league, because no one's catching boat. I'm not even going to pretend mm-hmm. anybody's going to get close to him. But yeah, that has been it from this particular week of Saturday Draft Live, episode number 198. We're very close to that episode 200 now. Ooh, uh, yes. Which is going to be very interesting. Episode 200, actually, the day of full gear. So that'll be mm-hmm. an interesting one to listen to. Dave, thanks for joining me after your trip across the globe mm-hmm. uh, before we finish up could you br- uh, briefly anything you would highlight about Japan for the listeners yeah I'd say if you go to Japan you know just try as many food outlets as you can you know they're very popular with street food uh, anything with sushi ramen in particular you know there's a few branches of Ichiran ramen when you're over there arguably the best ramen noodle dish you could ask for anywhere in the world there we go. Davis helped sub some sales in Wagamama this weekend. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, 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 no! Don't, don't take that cheap, uh, cheap knockoff that is Wagamama. You know, you want the real deal. You go to Ichiran in Tokyo or Osaka. Have you, have you been to Wagamama? I would not call that cheap. That's <laughs> 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 what you could call it a knockoff, but cheap. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't if you have enjoyed the show, obviously hit that subscribe button, and you can catch all the content on Suplex Retweet, including our up-and-coming feature show that's coming up this Friday with Chris Murray hosting that with uh, Gary, Billy and Alan as they talk about the career of the Hall of Famer, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Not Rowdy Ronda Rousey, the original, and the the best, Roddy Piper. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. I've been Steve Wilson, and we will see you next time. Have a good one. Sayonara. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.